All right, thanks, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Here's our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to look, uh, want to be a part of the program. Uh, I'm getting information as, as we speak here, so I need a little bit of patience from some of you out there. Um, as it relates to this, this battle, this ongoing battle for Speaker of the House, we also have a lot of news regarding Israel today that we will be getting into. Uh, as we speak, I know for a fact um, that there is a meeting going on between more conservative House members and, and some of the more moderate members. And, and the meeting is basically to discuss, you know, what is the best way to move forward and get a speaker elected, especially in the times we're living in, and open the people's house yet again. Uh, but anyway, so they're heading into those meetings now. A lot of, a lot of my sources' contacts are going to be out of pocket, at least for the next half hour although these meetings tend to go on much longer than you think. Reports had been out there all day that Jim Jordan was bowing out. That is not the case. Uh, I had thought so up until just a short time ago. Uh, And, you know, the message keeps coming back that a lot of people, I never liked the motion that any one member could vacate. I always thought it was a prescription for chaos and a disaster. Um, in In other words, if there was a petty difference between any two people at that point, the entire House could be shut down by any one member. I think the threshold had to be much higher than that. 20, 25 people. This way, whatever a speaker might have done would be significantly, you know, had to be really serious. Um, and, you know, the fact that Speaker McCarthy, and, and I think he should have gotten the appropriations bills done on time. They shouldn't have taken off that time in August. I've been outspoken uh, about that issue. Uh, however, there were really simple answers to how they should handle that when they realized that, okay, they need more time and they didn't want to go along with this open-ended continuing resolution with spending levels the same, you know, guys like, like Chip Roy of Texas and Byron Donalds of Florida, they, they got together and their first proposal was, you know, a 30 day continuing resolution. uh, But we'd have an 8% cut and we put more money towards the border. I thought that was a pretty good deal uh, that, would have bought them the time that was needed for the appropriations bills to be done, which Matt Gates at the time was claiming was his biggest issue that Kevin had broken his promise on not having it done on time. Well, it almost never gets done on time. And of the, there were 12 appropriations bills in total, four of the 12 representing 70% of the overall budget had already been passed. So I think the 30 day solution, the first solution put forward by Byron Donalds and, and Chip Roy would have, you know, that would have bridged the gap and then everybody in the end would have been happy and we wouldn't be, you know, now on our 16th day or so without a, a speaker and and the house shut down while war is breaking out in the Middle East and we have war in Europe and we have wide open borders and we still have not dealt with the budgetary issues. Uh, forget about the house. Let's assume they get a speaker. Let's assume they get back to regular order. Um, even if they pass a bill and the Senate's never going to go along with it. That means there's going to be a tough fight in conference, and and God knows what that bill ultimately is going to look like. But but at least at that point, any government stalemate, any shutdown would be on the Democrats because they're not willing to negotiate. And Joe Biden's not willing to lead his Democratic Party. Now the responsibility comes on them because, you know, they, they have the executive branch. They have... Uh, the full Senate. They, you know, they just don't have one half of one branch here. So you can't blame the Republicans at that point. And that's where I, I, I still stay by it today. And that is, 
that you got, they're going to Republicans are going to win or lose together. They're not good. There's not going to be one group of Republicans that are winners and one group that are losers. There's going to be, they all win or they all lose. And for the country, it means we all win or we all lose. They were given a mandate, a majority to lead. And that's why I am so adamantly against, you know, this short-term band-aid solution of empowering the speaker pro tem, uh, which is this, which is McHenry, not exactly the most conservative guy in the world on top of it. But uh, anyway, the, you know, as Chip Roy told me before, and he actually put on Twitter today, there's no path for a GOP only empowerment of a speaker pro tem. So it would necessarily require Democratic votes. Now, I think the Democrats would actually love that deal because they know they'd have a weakened Republican leader, and that would be McHenry. And I'd be asking my opinion if you're a conservative. By the way, this is also why I'm not a Republican, because you know what? I have watched this. You know, it's almost like a uniparty for some of these people. Some of these Republicans, they have no backbone. They have absolutely, positively no conviction, no strength, no courage. And I I just don't have a lot of respect for them. Now, there are others that I have a a very deep abiding respect for, the real workers that are out there. You know, how many people, when you were hearing the the call of the roll uh, yesterday and the other day and the day before, rather, and you heard it the 15 times when they were voting on the Kevin McCarthy Uh, whether he should be speaker. How many of those names that are Republican do you not even know? Now, I do this every day, and this is my business. It's my business to know these things. I can, you know, literally I have papers in front of me. I can look up any district, any representative, anywhere in the country, but it doesn't mean I know these people. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, they're like shriveling up and and like saying, well, Sean Hannity asked me questions. And I, I, that it was a lot of pressure. The questions made me mad and everything. I'm like, all right, grow up. First of all, you're a public servant. By the way, I, my job is to serve you, my listeners. That's my job. It's not really much different. If I don't do a good job, you ultimately have the, the power to fire me. I don't want to get fired. I'm working hard that, I, that you never want to fire me. You might disagree with me from time to time, but... My own kids disagree with me from time to time. Linda, oh, she never disagrees with me. You know, God forbid you get the wrath of Linda around this place. It's, you know, holy hell will come raining down on your head. Oh, my God, you sound like a snowflake. Oh, no. See? I get you some cocoa and milk? You want some crayons in the corner? You're you're pressuring me. You know, you're asking questions. That's a tough question to answer. Give me me 10 minutes with these 22. No, so, and, and the funny thing is, is everyone, the other thing the media mob's been doing, Hannity was lobbying. I'm like, Lobbying, by the way, that's all in the Washington Post. Washington Post, you know what he said? I went back in my phone records, I looked, and I remembered who I spoke to. I didn't, I'm like, did I call anyone else? Let me, let me just check. Because I only have one phone. That's it, one Hannity phone. And I don't have an email account, and not everybody has my number. I don't have a lot of their numbers. I have a few. You know, I have, um, let me say, sources, right? And so my sources... Would tell, I said, and by the way, all three of my sources, I will say this, all three of them were supporting Jim Jordan. So I wasn't pressuring or lobbying them. They had already told me they're supporting Jim Jordan. So I was asking, all right, well, how many people do you think are against this? Now, why was I asking those questions? Because that's my job. Because the better informed I am as a host, I, I know that I was asking these questions over the weekend 
Um, I really don't stop working on weekends. You know, I might take some time to myself. I might have different events I have to go to. I might even have an occasional night out for dinner with friends. Occasionally. Not that often. I'm not that big on going out. I'm a complete, total, utter loser. I re- it's true. You can say it. I'm a loser. Just admit it. It's aggressive. I think I'd say you're a hermit. Uh, okay. Whatever. You know, and I, I focus my attention all week long on work. It's hard to shut it off on the weekend. So I was trying to get a feel. All right, Jim Jordan's in. Scalise is out. I had nothing against Steve Scalise. It would have been better, I think, if they would have just gone along with the with the Chip Roy and the Byron uh, Donald's plan and get the 30-day CR. Okay, things don't always go my way. Look, if it went my way, Joe Biden wouldn't be president. Barack Obama wouldn't have been president. Bill Clinton wouldn't have been president. You know, they always say, well, the power of these guys on right-wing radio. But it, 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 somehow me asking, now these, these were the questions I'm asking. I have, I have heard, there are reports, in other words, sources are telling me that you're not supporting Jim Jordan. Is that true? Now, I'm asking for clarification. I'm giving them, rather than just saying, so-and-so's not supporting Jordan. No, I'm, I'm getting information, gathering information. I'm kind of trying to feel where this is headed so I can have a, a, something to inform you with on Monday. Uh, what was the next question? Next question, okay, in light of the fact that, you know, the urgency of the time we're living in and we have war breaking out with Hamas and Israel and we have war in Europe and we have wide open borders and we have appropriations deadlines, Okay, so if, if that's your position, then you're not going to support it, then what are you going to do to open the house, the people's house? I think that's a fair question. You know, I just wanted an answer. Um, not lobbying, I'm asking. What, what, what is your plan to open the house? And then I wanted to know, based on all the other reporting, whether or not, you, that under any circumstances, whether the particular members, I didn't even write that many members. You know, I, but there was the list was not that long, and I and I didn't do it. I had somebody on my TV staff sent the the note out. You know, would you ever work with the Democrats in a deal to open the House that way? Which I think is them abdicating their role, their responsibility. They were elected to be the majority, so act like the majority. That's why I don't support the band aid solution. I'm just dead set against it. Now, by the way, this came out earlier today from the Washington Post once again. What a shocker. Representative Jim Jordan will not seek an additional speaker vote today, allowing the chamber instead an opportunity to give Representative Patrick T. McHenry, the temporary speaker, though the speaker pro tem is what they should have said, additional powers, according to multiple people who spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe the plan. You know, all these people that claim that I lobbied them, I'm like, show me your phone records. Because I didn't talk, you, you weren't talking to me, and most people don't have my number. And I only have one phone number, unless you got it from a member that does have it. But I have the record that shows you didn't call me. Show me, show us the record that you called me. Because I think you're full of Adam Schiff. You know, did I maybe forget someone? I don't think so. I think I would have remembered that. I don't have a mind like Joe Biden yet. Maybe one day I will. I mean, it can't get any any more disastrous than that interview on the plane last night on Air Force One back from Israel or yesterday. It was pretty bad indeed. And by the way, why does he want to give $100 million to the Palestinians in exchange for nothing? We have 203, according to the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, confirmed hostages. Among those hostages are American citizens. 
Now, why would you give the Palestinian Authority? Now, remember, in Gaza, it was the people that voted in Hamas to be their leaders. They had one election in 2006. That's not changed. And if Joe Biden gives $100 million to, quote, the Palestinians for humanitarian relief, well, they don't exactly have the best history of spending money appropriately because how do you think they built all those terror tunnels, the network of terror tunnels they have, so that they can kill and capture Israelis? Well, they built that with American money. They built that with Israeli money. So basically it's the United States and Israel giving money to try and offer some humanitarian relief and build schools and hospitals and infrastructure. So if Joe gives him $100 million, he gets nothing for it. I mean, for $6 billion, at least he tried to get five hostages out. Dumb. It was the dumbest idea I've ever seen. And we still don't have complete affirmation that their secret deal is even real, that the money's definitely not going there. Uh, although it has been moved from a South Korean bank. And the people in Iran are claiming, oh, we're getting that money. That money's in our pocket. Drop dead. So there's, and we'll spend it any way we want. That's what they're saying. So, you know, we got so many things happening. So all I can tell you at this hour is they're working. The sooner that they get this done, the better. And my advice to them is this. It's very simple. Get in a room. Check your ego. Check your phone. Stay in that room and don't leave. Have access to bathrooms, of course. Be compassionate. Maybe even if they're in there 24 hours, they can have a shower. Take a one-hour shower break. Everybody can, you know, go shower. You don't want to shower. That's your choice. I don't make judgments about people that choose not to shower. would be a little uncomfortable sitting next to you, but I'm not going to comment on that. I'll be sitting on the other side of the room if I'm in that room. <laughs> anyway, 800 941 Sean is our number. We're just going to try and keep you up to speed. It's a, a, a speed. Uh, uh, it's very fluid at this hour, but we'll continue to monitor it. We have a lot of news out of Israel, a ton. And what a disaster it was for Joe Biden. All right. Occasionally, something comes along that changes the game drastically for the better. Okay. Like an iPhone or a microwave oven or a GPS navigator, right? Navigation is phenomenal. Recently, our friends at Rhino Metals, America's leading safe manufacturer, they launched an amazing new safe design. It falls right into that category. It's called SafeX. They use a completely new way of locking your safe that gives you anti-pry protection and security, uh, the security of safes that cost thousands and thousands of dollars more. And right now you can save big on these revolutionary gun safes uh, delivered right to your home for all the convenience you'd want. Now, these are a tremendous value and the best safes you're ever going to find. And in Rhino Pritest, SafeX gun safes outperformed other brands, costing up to four or five times as much. But don't take my word for it. Look at their videos. They're side-by-side break-in testing videos. Go to rhinosafe.com. Rhino, you spell it like the animal, R-H-I-N-O-S-A-F-E, one word, rhinosafe.com, and you'll see what makes Rhino Safe X so much better. Now, I've had plenty of gun safes in my life, and I can tell you without a doubt, Rhino Metal Safes, they're just better than anything else that I've ever purchased. All of their safes backed by the best warranties, the best support. rhinosafe.com, R-H-I-N-O-S-A-F-E.com.